I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play of the Musky Hunks podcast. I'm one of your six hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. I think there's six of us. We have, we have all the hunks but one on the line tonight, and we have two special guests. So looking forward to this episode. We're going to get into another Musky Max spotlight, and uh, we're going to talk to two guests that have been on this podcast before. So we're all a little pumped here tonight. I think there's a little bit of extra energy because it's officially musky max week. So before we get into our guests this evening, let me introduce these hunks. We're going to start with our westernmost correspondent, Eli, Mr. Ryan Elizondo. Now you guys know that. What's uh, up, I'm Eli? Back. What's up, Eli? I'm back having breakfast again. I'm excited. Bacon and eggs. Here we go. <laughs> Sun's good. just coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah good. It's time. Good to see you. We also have on the line tonight, calling in from the Iron City Pontan, Mr. Nate Budit Budit Bud Budit Budicheski. Love the show. How are things in the Budicheski household? <laughs> uh, trying to think of a, a good way to describe it. It's okay. We'll just say that. I've been, bu- I've been busier than a one-eyed mouse watching two... One-eyed cat watching two mouse holes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that Turner's tea hat. I love it. I love it. We. Where do you get all this stuff? <laughs> like these weird vintage everything. I don't kiss and tell. Pretty sure Nate just like has his students go out and pilfer the city of Pittsburgh and then bring it all back to him. Right. We're going to call this a scavenger hunt, kids. <laughs> don't, don't worry about price tags. Find yeah. anything one your teacher Turner, thinks is cool. One Turner's e hat, one plaid shirt. <laughs> Listen, you got it. It's all about survival. One, one musky belt buckle. He does look like he's going on like a on like a hike or something like he's going to be. I don't know. We also have on the call here tonight calling in from the beave. Mr. Donnie Swank. Good evening, boys. Good evening, sir. Up, Donnie boy. Well, not much. Happy to be here. I guess. Not it's not on the floor, but I'm, I'm using my phone again ever since. Ever since I changed work locations, I, I haven't been taking my laptop home with me every day. And uh, so I'm doing it from my phone because those couple of days I had the audio issues. It was seems to be when I use the desktop, it just doesn't work well. Did they change your login? It maybe you don't work there anymore and they're not they're just you know not telling you. Yeah, that, yeah, that could be it. No, it's yeah, you ever see the hard knocks episode? The, the hard knocks episode where they the the dude just walks up and he tries to enter the code to get in the NFL facility and it's just locked and he's like, "Oh man, did they cut me?" Like, <laughs> yeah, they cut me. He just like had to turn around and walk away. It it looks like Swink's like calling in from the throne for some reason. I don't know. Do you guys see that angle? It just looks like he's sitting on the pot over there. Yeah. <laughs> As right. Nate would say, "I don't kiss and tell." 
<laughs> we also have on the call tonight <clears throat> our most northern correspondent, Mr. Mm-hmm. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Glad to be here. Excited Hi, for Nick. the Musky Max. Hi, Donnie. You're excited for Musky Max. I, I can uh I can tell there's a big smile on, on Mr. Fiesler tonight. I feel like it's mostly normal, but Yeah, it is pretty much normal. I was I was up up playing that one. We also have on the call tonight our dad calling in from the shop again. <laughs> Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Glad to be here tonight. Looking forward to this one. We got a couple of old friends back on the podcast here today uh, to talk about a big weekend we have coming up. So let's get at it. We're going to kick this over to Nick. Sorry, go ahead. With that, uh, I'd like to introduce Bob and Nick Cox of BNN Custom Lures. Um, We've mentioned them recently in our New York wrap-up podcast there. Return guest. Yeah. Talk a little bit about their booth at Muskie Max and maybe what what all the hunks are after this year. Thanks for having us on, guys. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for coming back. You guys are you guys are one of one of my favorite booths uh, at every show, and I I love to I don't know I kind of get lost in your booth at times, like just kind of wandering around because there's so many options, and we'll get to that. But you know, I'm I'm a, always a big fan. Thanks. Your guys' show season is impressive too. The number yeah. of shows that you hit is unbelievable. Yeah, the max will be number five out of six. So. Then, What's the last one? Is that uh, Minnesota? Minnesota, okay. that George's Minnesota Muskie Expo. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. So uh, maybe not right this instant, but remind me. I'd like to kind of get you guys' opinion on Muskie Max versus some of those big Midwest shows. But um, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily where we wanted to to get started. What do you guys think? Okay. Yeah, we yeah, can start with that as well. Yeah, let's go. Let's start with that. Yeah, I mean, because it's you guys. You guys are uh, like we said, a big booth, and you go to a lot of shows. So you go to all the Midwest shows, and and you did come all the way out to the New York show. So I mean, you guys get around. What what is Musky Max like compared to some of the big mid Midwest shows? Totally different. Yeah. It's um, a lot of your more local bait builders, which is kind of cool. Um, the first hour to two hours of the max is unreal compared to anything else. A lot of them, especially this year, it seems like they've been a slow start until they get built up. Um, as far as people through the door. Musky Max is just—it's a neat little show. No, yeah, you said there's they, more. There's more local local vendors. You you say there's more at Musky Max than at the the Midwest shows. Yes, yes. So the Midwest shows are more kind of the bigger, like, uh, I don't know, Musky Innovations and stuff like that. Um, you do get a lot of those, but I mean, you do also get some other local local builders at some of those shows. But I think the Max has more smaller builders small batch stuff than other shows do oh that's cool 
Yeah, and I mean, it's like Dad mentioned, that first probably three hours at the max is unlike probably any other show that we go to. I mean, just, you know, the rush of people coming in to try to get to booths and where said, like the other shows, it's, you know, just kind of a slow, steady throughout like the first few hours, typically. So as a vendor, you know, what what do you think is better? You know, do you want the big rush that kind of fizzles out or do you want like a, a steady, steady flow trickle that com comes through? Both are exciting. I like seeing the big rush come in, but at the same time, when there's just the two of us standing there watching our booth, and this year, every show that we've went to, we've had a 30-foot booth. So that's a little overwhelming. Yeah. You've got 20 or so guys standing in the booth, and you're trying to make sure that you're answering everybody's questions, talking to everybody and stuff. It just it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I mean, my booth isn't half that big and, and it, it, you know, it gets crazy and your head spinning and, you know, you want to, you want to talk to people because people want to talk, but then you realize that people want to buy. So you want to be there to answer the questions of the people that are buying and you don't want to ignore the people that want to talk. You know, it's right. kind of like everything's happening at once. That's why we've said multiple times on this podcast, like it doesn't hurt to come a little later to these shows, especially right. if you want to talk to the bait makers. Like talking to talking to Bob and Nick is probably not the best idea between 9 a.m. and 1130 a.m. on Saturday. You want to come and talk to Bob and Nick, I'd say probably come a little bit later and you'll get get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, I agree with that. And this year you got well, I guess you guys have done it the last at least the last two well, this year and last year or have the beaver baits as well. Yeah. Yes. We um, last year we brought those to um, Max for the first time. Ryan Boyum, the owner of Beavers, is a real good friend of ours. Um, He's lives out in of Minnesota, yeah. and it's just not economically feasible for him to make the trip out there. He's got several customers in PA area, and we talked last year at the. Milwaukee show I think it was or maybe a, just a little bit before that that you know hey we're going to that if you want us to take your lures we'll put them in a booth and so we did it went over well so this year we took them to New York and then we'll also have them at the max yep. and at the max this year we'll have the mini size the original baby and then his new lake edition baby which that has like the internal weight molded into the head. And then we'll yeah. also have I was good. I, I wasn't wasn't real clear on what the difference was in his you know, in the in those beavers. Like what the, the lake edition. I do have I think I have the baby that I bought from you mm -hmm. guys last year. I threw it some this year. I never kinda I never really could figure it out. I never got into a rhythm with it. Maybe I need a little bigger one. Um I don't know, but what's the what's the difference between the internal weighted ones? Other than, I mean, I understand internal weighting. Yeah. Well, like I said, with the internal weight, you can't change the weight at all. Where the other one has um, screw in the weight inserts, so you can change the weighting with the screw in weights. So you can fish super shallow with those. Um, the lake editions, I think they fall 
nose down faster and they kind of really dive nose nose down where the others can kind of take on a little bit of the weight that whatever you have on it so this the one that i have here oh yeah it does have a little hole for for the weights okay yeah so without that that's going to fish really shallow without the screwing weight maybe that's why i couldn't get couldn't get much going with it i couldn't seem to get it down i couldn't seem to you know i don't know we just couldn't get anything going okay well hey maybe that's problem solved thanks bob and nick yay hey, no problem. <laughs> just, just pile of air yeah. <laughs> no i, I definitely want the arrow not out. the indian i know uh dave dave in minnesota he's uh he's real big on the the beavers he's been telling me the last couple of years that he's been throwing them a good bit and having some luck with them up there so that's definitely something I want to get over and look at. Is there is there one of your guys' baits that's like your that I guess the that's like the target at Muskie Max that seems like it sells better? I guess do you have a certain bait that sells better in different shows? It'll vary from show to show, I think, as far as um which lures are the hot lure as far as as far as our stuff goes. Um Ohio and PA typically go for the smaller four inch shad baits and the, the four to five inch shad baits typically. And okay. whereas when we go to um, Chicago, Minnesota, we run into a lot more of the bigger stuff that we make um, being more popular. And it just, it varies from year to year. I mean, typically, historically, like Milwaukee, which we were there two weeks ago, is a um, smaller bait show. And it started three years ago, I think. All of a sudden, guys started buying bigger stuff. And it's not stopped. They're all buying big baits up there now. So I have no idea why. And uh, one thing I got to mention to you guys, too, while I was in the booth there, um, had a couple walk in, bought some lures, and they said, yeah, we heard all about you guys. Uh, we listened to the New York recap on our way over today. Nice. So you guys are getting hit on um, podcasts up there in, Minnesota, in uh, Wisconsin, too, people listening. So. That's awesome. Very nice. That's awesome yeah, to hear, super man. Super cool. That's super cool. I want to. I want to kind of go back a little bit because Owen talked about circle your, back around. Let's circle back around. Why don't we? <laughs> we, we Owen talked about uh, the size of your booth, and you guys talked about you know the square footage and stuff. Like, how long does it take you guys typically to set all of that up? Because walking into your booth at shows is probably one of the more impressive booths. There's just so many different options. Like, how long does that take you guys, and what's the travel like? You know, is it, it, do, you, do you guys have a hard time with any of that? It always feels so like meticulously organized, right. too. Yeah, right. so impressive. Um, I would say on average, at a typical show that we don't run into any issues or anything, four to five hours typically. Um, as long as like it, sometimes when like the booth set up, like if you show up and oh, and the promoter says hey i moved you over here and maybe now you're on the end of an aisle where you weren't planning on being on an end of an aisle 
Um, sometimes that can throw an extra hour in a little bit of extra thought about, okay, how do we set this up? What's the best way to make traffic flow and so forth. But I would say on average, probably four to five hours usually. That's, That's one of the things I want to say that I've always liked about your booths is, is the way you allow traffic to flow through. Like, you know, it's like everything is back against the wall and then you guys kind of let everybody walk through the booth and, and, you know, be able to answer questions where I feel like I always have a hard time with my booth. You know, I feel like it gets clogged because people want to stand at the, at the front and talk and not get into the back and look at the baits. So, well, you know, Nate and I have been trying to figure out a better way to configure things for us and looking at your booth is always a good, in fact, Nate, didn't we bu we bought the uh, the gondola, <laughs> yeah. um, based on on the the gondola that you guys have have I think the beaver baits on last time. I was like, man, that thing's perfect. So we've had a lot of conversations about flow, <laughs> the, yeah, and yeah. and displays, and and yours was referenced. Oh multiple. yeah. Right. I mean, we definitely, we definitely through the years kind of adjusted. Like, I mean, when we started, we just did the 10 foot, 10 foot booth. And that was a definite issue that we found was like, you know, if you have a table, even if you just have a four foot table, like you said, Owen, guys congregate at the front, nobody can get in your booth and look at anything. Yeah. So then we expanded to 20 foot and well, it wasn't enough. So this year we went 30 foot everywhere. And so far it's worked really good. That 21 inch deep threat takes up half of it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> How many of those uh, 21 inchers do you guys bring to shows? Um, it varies. We've had as many as three, and there's been shows that we've had zero. Yeah. Have you there's had anybody been averaging like one per show? Yeah. yeah. Have you had anybody send you a fish picture with one? I have not, unfortunately. What's the price of that bait? Um, our ones that we put a glitter base on are two twenty-five, if I remember correctly, which that's what we'll have at the max, and then non-glitter is that two hundred? Two hundred, I believe. Okay. And you guys have a website too, if somebody ever wanted one certain color or something like that yeah they could yeah. order whatever they wanted yeah. right mm -hmm. yep just shoot so us do you, you you keep a stock on hand uh of blanks of those baits we really don't other than whatever we take to a show we really don't have um colors painted ahead just because you know they're so unique that you know guys we want to have what they want versus what we think would be you know what they want so we try not to have too many of those, but we do usually have try to have a few blanks around that we can paint them up semi quickly if possible. How many times do you think it gets picked up at a show? Hundred. I was gonna say <laughs> it just that draws thing started COVID. That thing started COVID. <laughs> I was gonna say that that baits Back like into, the it was banana. Musty Max 2020. And not only that, not only how many times is it picked up, but how many times do we get asked? That's not a real bait, is it? Right. It's another popular thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might right. be the missing piece for springtime short line season. I don't there know. You go. I might. You never know. <clears throat> what size hooks are on that? Cannot. Cannot. Okay. 
There you go, Donnie. He could be rolling through just snagging yeah, I mean, twenty-four inch point, muskies like they're gizzard shads. I'm just thinking if I'm fishing in three foot of water and I got a twenty-one <laughs> inch bait on, there's a pretty good chance I'm gonna get hooks in that son of a bitch somewhere. Hey, if nothing else, you know, you're gonna dredge a little bit there and make that lake a little deeper. <laughs> right. get, get the color of water you want. Yeah. <laughs> So for our listeners that that have not caught up and gone back and listened to the original podcast, you guys, this is what you do for a living. This is your main, this is your, your, your source of income and all of these baits are wooden. So you are, the two of you are responsible for making these baits from start to finish as a father and son team, which I think is just awesome. And I just want to, you know, just to clarify, if anyone hasn't gone back to listen, you know, Bob and Nick make the real deal baits. Like they are, this isn't a hobby for them. They are making real baits here and they go everywhere and sell them. So definitely I'm check not it out. I'm not yet. I, I still have a day job, but. Oh, well. Yeah. Hopefully well, one day. <laughs> Hopefully one day. All your baits, is it all of them are through wire or is it just, are the, the cat baits up. and the deep threats are both through wire. The okay. Icer series and the claw series right at the are moment screw. are screw eyes, yeah. Okay. And that's what you said the this I'm gonna mix this up. It's the talon no slashers and the deep the eight inch deep threats is what you guys said you did well on St. Clair with. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay casting those slashers is, is that the grubby slasher uh we do have the grubby slasher which that one yeah you can cast that also um it's pretty versatile you control it as well so we've had success doing both with those and then our like seven inch slashers we primarily or eight inch we primarily troll those so those grubby slashers look amazing casting mm-hmm. with the just flashing I, I was going to comment on that jointed seven inch. I got, I, so I figured this out. Finally, I was able to split screen zoom and then pull up my browser so I can look at both at the same time. I'm all proud of myself over here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking at the seven inch slasher and that just to me looks like that's just like one of the perfect type of jointed baits for our area. Like, do you guys, is that something that's a fairly popular bait for you guys? Like, do people buy those things up? Because I, I just feel like that's one that would be prime. It is. And, and that's another weird thing. Um, year to year, because uh, we make a straight model and a jointed model. Some years, I, I couldn't tell you why, straights will outsell jointed baits. Other years, the jointed will outsell the straights. So, I mean, it's very odd. I, I don't know the rhyme or reason why, but I I tend to start when I'm out on the water, probably start more with the jointed baits myself and then see what the fish tell me. And if, you know, start mixing in some straights as well, depending on where I'm at and what my line limits are and things. Have you guys tinkered around with ever trying to make a jointed deep threat? Not the deep threat. No. Not yet. It's in it's in the back of the mind. Oh, it may be coming eventually. <laughs> That's I feel like you got I feel like Owen needs to ask one of his questions to pull more information out of that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not gonna not gonna yeah. pry too much further. 
<laughs> it hasn't went any farther than a thought. Yeah. Hasn't went farther than a thought with that one. Well, let That's me ask a, you, as a bait maker, what would what would make that call? Is the deep threat too thick of a bait for to to make it jointed or because it because it is like it's it's a it's a much thicker bodied crankbait than say you know I don't know you know most of I'd say most of the the shad type baits that are out there. Right. So it seems like a lot of them that size end up with like a double joint, which that's got to be just a, a huge pain in the butt to get lined up and all that. I yeah, like something know. like a matlock or a headlock. Like how? Th- which which one's the th- the thick one? The matlock. The matlock. The matlock. Like that one. Like you're right. Like I, I think he ha- he does it as a double double jointed. And you know I don't know how successful those things are. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's but. let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's like run through what because you guys are, you have a lot of baits. Like what. What is going to be like the staple for Musky Max? Like, what are you bringing the most of? Like, what baits are you guys going to have at the show? Can we just do that rundown? Yeah. Um, most that we'll have, um, we'll have a really good selection of our four inch ripping shad, our four and a half inch uh, ripping minnow, uh, the five inch fat shad. We'll have a pretty good selection of those. Um, Slicers, we don't have as good of selection as we've had in years past. Um, we just ran out of time this year building and didn't get as many made as we would have wanted to. Um, our claw series overall across that line, we probably have more more of that series than we've ever had at shows this year. Um, I would say those are probably the things that we have the most of for this year. Just so everyone knows, the claws are a like minnow style kind of uh, twitch bait. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we have those from six and three quarter inches all the way up to our fifteen inch dragon claw. So they're various sizes. I think we have five, four or five different sizes that we'll have at the show. No, actually, there's more than that. Actually, it it starts at five inches. We do have our smaller five inch one this year. Yeah. I have to say the dragon claw has to be one of the coolest bait names I've ever heard. That is dragon pretty dope. Yeah, that is dope. Swanky, yes. go ahead. You had your hand up. Yeah, I wanted. I, we need to circle back around one more time, just <laughs> a little it. bit here, because one of the things I wanted to bring up, um, we talked a lot about how impressive their, you know, Bob and Nick's booth is, which it, which it is, and like I remember, you know being newer to shows even when, I, when you walk into the show and you see their booth or like when you're walking by and you see their booth, I don't know. To me, I immediately started thinking like big bucks. Like this is a high dollar booth. You know, th- these are going to be big expensive baits and that is completely not the case. Right. At, you know, for the stuff that Bob and Nick is making and the price point that they're making it at, like they, they really, do a very good job with that. And that's just something I wanted to make sure I brought up because I was very impressed with that. You know, their baits are very, very reasonably priced. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, I was shocked when, when I first started looking at them, I'm like, wait a second, like this 10 inch deep threat can't be only $75. Like, you know, a 10 inch deep threat, that is a big friggin' bait, you know, and you, it's so you don't, realize how big it is and then you you hold it and you're like wow you that's that's a 
hell of a price for something like that. And all the way down to, you know, I bought one of the the uh, the Twitch baits, you know, for like twenty five bucks. I mean, what, what? There's not much you can buy at Musky Max for twenty five bucks, right? And to get something handmade, you know, it's uh, it's it's awesome. I one thousand percent recommend every one of our listeners to check out Bob and Nick's booth because Donnie's exactly right. You're not going to get much better bang for your buck in Musky Max. Yeah, that's something too. Like, I I think that's important to to have a price point that's going to be able to accommodate everyone. Because like you talk about these new people that walk into Musky Max, and we were, we we're kind of talk about this this week, like. People walk in that door and see 60, 80, 100 bucks for a crankbait and they just lose their mind. It's like, wait, what? And with right. Max, we get a lot of like new people in there, like people that aren't really acclimated to that. And I think, you know, for somebody trying to get into the sport, like having, you know, you guys and at that price point and being able to really put out a product that's going to catch fish, but be cost effective, like you guys are right. Like that's that's something that gets overlooked at times you know, cause of the market and things. And I, that's like super important to these shows. So yeah, kudos. I'll just echo kudos to you guys. Kudos. Especially if somebody really was a very much a beginner, you know, you musky fishing, you've got all these different categories that, you know, you feel like you have to cover where at Bob and Nick's booth, you can cover pretty much a lot of that crankbait category from the smallest up to the biggest and twitch baits and, you know, slasher, you know, like there's even spinner baits. You know, you could walk out of that booth pretty well set up for for probably a hell of a lot cheaper than you could wandering around trying to pick out a similar bait at every booth. You, I bet you'd pay a, a, a boatload more. That's one thing, you know, speaking of a beginner, you guys had mentioned before we started recording, you guys have a little, little uh, I don't know, lure aid that you're bringing to the show this year. Oh, yeah, but, lure tuners. Uh, yeah, I feel like those are as valuable as you know release tools. Or you, you're not going to catch anything if you're not in tune. Well, let, right let's now. let's say this because we did talk about this tuning tool, but there's a difference, and that's one of the things we want to make sure we hit on too. So what? Yeah. yeah, I'll let you guys explain it. Okay, there's a guy in our Muskie's Inc. chapter. We're in uh, Central Ohio, Chapter 41, that makes these. And another um, bait maker had a bunch of them made last year, and they do well. The only problem is the ones that he had made didn't work on some of our lures. So we hit up the guy, and he redesigned, basically cut a bigger slot so that it would fit the heavier screw eyes that we use on um, some of our lures plus the heavier wire that we use on like the mag shad and the deep threats. And they just, they work awesome. I mean, they fit, the, they work on just about any lure out there, mm -hmm. I think. And it's just much better. I, I call it version two, I guess, of what was out last year and they're just so simple to use that it why anybody would want to fight a pair of pliers all the time when you can just slide that over dink it one way or the other real quick and be done with it is beyond me yeah and another thing like that we decided to do with these so for each one of these that we sell at a show 
we're donating $5 from the sale of that back to the Ohio Minnow Fund to go back into stocking our Ohio lakes. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what's what, it? I, I never, I guess I never think about it, but the screw eyes are probably thicker than any of the, any of the wire that anybody uses as far as mm-hmm. tuning wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The heavy screw eyes that we use are road 92. Okay. Most all, everybody else is like yeah. 062 for wire, right? right? Um, our heaviest wire, I believe is 078, I think. Okay. Offhand, if I'm remembering correctly, 078. Yeah, it looks like that's what you guys use on the bigger baits. The fat, like the the fat shad and stuff like that, is O seventy eight, or the mag shad. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick, what's the cost of those going to be? Uh, the lure tuners are fifteen dollars. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, super reasonable. Yeah, we're not making anything off of those. Uh, guy that we buy them off of charges us ten dollars, and he donates a portion of what he makes off of them to uh um, i think it was, was it wounded warrior i think it's wounded warriors or it's a disabled vets association anyhow if it's not wounded warriors and then we just added the five dollars on per to um go to the minnow fund in ohio that's awesome that's, yeah the ohio minnow fund's an impressive uh, i guess fund but just the amount of stuff that they do for for you guys to stalking over there. I mean, I've been going to the Chicago show for over 10 years and just seeing you guys grow as a company. I mean, I remember way before you guys took on the Talons series and then now seeing you guys at the max last year, it's just like as a consumer, Going in, it's kind of overwhelming, but it, to me, I was like, holy cow, this is great to see the growth of these guys. And then when you guys did that pre-New York show overview of all the models and everything that you guys brought, I mean, 20, how many total is it that you guys have now? It's over 20 for sure between all the mm-hmm. series, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Offhand, I don't remember what it is, but it is in that 20 ballpark. Yeah, between yeah, all to the, the listeners and the sizes, yeah. For our listeners, you can go back to that New York page and actually see that video that Bob and Nick put together to show the whole overview of their product. And there's actually there's actually more. I mean, because some years we make some baits, some years, and, you know, don't in others. So there's a few other baits that we do have that we just didn't have this year at shows. Right. And models of different sizes primarily. And then... Well, like this year, too, another thing that we've done with the um, nine-and-a-half-inch claws, um, originally they were designed with the Lexan lip that was three-sixteenths thick. And we're still making them that way. We've got a bunch of them that shows this year. But we've had a bunch of um, guys that fish Lake of the Woods a lot asking for metal lip. Well... Nine and a half inch claw has a an aluminum lip this year, also, and then um, we've got a few that aren't ready to go to the max. But the eleven inch super mag claw, we'll have a bunch of those at the Minnesota show with the aluminum lip, also. So, 
So you'll have them with both lips, or they're those yeah, ones are all yeah. yep, okay. with both the Lex and aluminum. Yep. Okay, and then we'll have a few other um, lures that'll pop up with aluminum lips in the future. Yeah, I see on the website you guys have a, a twelve-inch shallow threat, but then I don't see much of it. I don't see shallow threats. Is that the only size that you make a, a shallow? Yeah. Lip on? Moment, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 the same as the twelve inch deep threat. The lip slot is cut at a different angle, different lip, obviously, and they are a pain to put together. <laughs> you know, it's just... All right, guys. Everyone, hit the BNN website. Order a bunch of twelve uh, <laughs> inch shallow threats. It's just. It's hard to get that wire bent right to get it to slide through easily. Just due to the, it's like it has a steep, steeper lip and where the wire is going through the lip and then into the bait. I mean, it's really tight and the tension on the wire. Which, yeah, I actually got one right you here. Have to like so. bend it yeah. further okay. down. A lot steeper and then that lip wire right there going right into there. It's tight. Yeah. Tight. Are you going to have any of those at the show at Max? No. Not this year. No. Right. Nick, I was thinking of you with that with that shallow threat. Cuz you like the you like the outcast. Oh yeah. yeah. I was going to say Mr. Feaser likes to fish deep. <laughs> <laughs> when we're on when we're up up in Canada, he always likes to run that outcast. He loves to run it. Uh, maybe it's just where we uh, where where those particular spots. Just because you can get it so far away from the boat. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd, like, I'd do the same thing probably. I always ask Nick. I'm like, hey, what, how deep did you get that fish? And he's like, forty seven feet down. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to push your limits, Ryan. <laughs> I know. Try new things. Just messing around. Get hey, we want to. Another talk. question I had. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, right? No, I was. You can ask your question. I was going to bring up the eyes here because that's something that we we talked about before. We wanted to touch on. All right. You before really we go to the up. eyes, uh, let me let me bring up the rattling. Okay. What do you what do you guys put rattles in? Um, because I see like there's a ten inch aluminum lip rattling, twelve inch rattling, but uh, do you do a rattle in all of the deep threats? Doesn't look like it. No, tens and the twelves are doing one right now. Yeah, we had did one in a twenty-one in a special request for a guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we could put them in like down to our eight-inch ones. We just haven't. Because I just had somebody reach out to me today asking about um, some bakers with the rattles in them, and I I was thinking that got me kind of thinking like, what other crankbaits put rat you know put rattles in them? Do your rattles? Do your baits, um, does it rattle going up and down and side to side or just one way? Um, I would say just uh, one way. Let me see. I might have one actually right here. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty loud. It's side to side. I mean, it's primarily a side to side. It's just a okay. big knocker inside of it. Is and that something do that, that on any of our deep threats, really? Okay. Can they specify that if they're ordering on the website? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. While we're talking about the website, I think the best feature of that is the filter by color. 
<laughs> like, if you're a perch guy, just click perch and you got every lure and every perch color. Like, that's a great feature. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I was yep. going to ask, like, where do you guys have like a color chart? That's like that's not a dangerous features, what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is it's absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking at all these brown perch lures. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I got to find that filter. <laughs> we um, kicked around the color chart on the website quite a bit. The old website did have it. However, you did not have the option to be able to order off of the website. Okay. Um, you had to do a call in to do it. The new website. Anything that we have made and in stock is on the website, yeah. except during show season. Yeah. We learned a hard lesson last year that um, there were people buying stuff at the show and off the website at the same time when we would run short, and then we were scrambling trying to get caught up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. I was going to say, where else can buyers get your guys' product? Is it you guys have some on TRO as well? Yeah, we're um, our primary or our bigger mail order places would be TRO, um, Muskie Shop. Um, those are probably the two big mail order places. Yeah. We have several smaller shops yeah. and um, Guides Choice in Wisconsin. Ohio River Outdoors down in West Virginia. Yale Tackle Box in Indiana over by Webster. Right, so, and yeah. any of those order away during show season. There's Pardon? no like they're they already they have them physically there. They're, it's yeah. not like a yeah, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have them. So it yeah. doesn't affect your inventory right on the website. Right. So there you go. Bombard TRO while they're at the show. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and they each of those all carry a different variety of baits too. I mean, there's some overlap in the styles that they carry. Um, colors, of course, are different at each place, but depending on the what you're looking for, one place may have a certain bait versus another place. And then do they just, you know, tell you we want, you know, a hundred of this, hundred of this, hundred of this? Or whatever or... yeah and they specify usually they typically specify the colors that they want as well yeah so and within that they'll you know say i want 10 hot perch or you know five of this color certain color of a shad pattern so they usually specify based on the inventory that they have at the current time of the baits of what they need when they place like a restock order yeah and so that's got to be tough to to you know, keep them satisfied and get your show stock replenished for each show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You work out. And those for, for try to, with the show stock, try to have a big stock at the start of shows. So we don't have to do, do a lot for shows during this show season, but there it's inevitable that something be a hot color or something. And we have to do some stuff always happens. That's and unfortunately, you can't plan ahead of time what right. it's going to be. You never know. I got a, I got a kind of a generic question. Go ahead, Ryan. You go first. No, it's okay. I was just going to say for the listeners, these guys aren't. They don't sleep. They've got baits turning in the background. <laughs> yeah, so they're getting ready for Max still. 
we, we're only a few days away. Yeah, we, we should take a video of that. That Lord Turner is impressive. <laughs> it's like a, a medi- of... medieval torture device <laughs> slash Lord Turner. That's just part of it. That's just a single one fourth of it. Oh, there's wow. actually four of those that will that we can turn on, and each rack will hold um, twelve different um, frames. And I can be, I can have up to ninety six lures turning at one time. Wow! And that, oh, it's no. depending on the size of the lure and the style of the lure with with getting that 96 like yeah smaller baits that's primarily the smaller baits but if you start like turning like the deep threats you can't get as many on at a time so you're you're putting multiple baits per frame in that yeah yeah okay two yeah. max usually yeah. two per frame it, that is a big lore rotisserie just go in this mesmerizing i wish i wish i'd have had something like that to put my daughters to sleep with it's like Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> right. Costco rotisserie chickens ain't got shit on that. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys this. Like with all with show season and the way you guys are doing this, like traveling to all these shows, making all these baits, like what's your favorite part of the process? Like what what kind of it just seems like a lot of work and it seems like there's just so much that goes into this, but like, what, what keeps you guys, you know, grinding? Like what, what's your favorite part of this process through show season? I would say for me, probably the actual going to the show. Um, I hate the travel part of it, but the actual, once you're there, you know, seeing at this point for the number of years we've done this, um, you know, a lot of customers, they become friends. So seeing them, year after year hearing the fish stories hearing how their last season was um becoming friends with a lot of the other vendors like that's how we became friends with brian boyum um seeing them because like the distance that they live from us you only see them basically during show seasons unless you go to fish in like the areas that they're from um so that's probably my highlight of the what kind of keeps me going through show season is going to the show um talking to people whether we know them or not and just hearing those stories cool it's always impressive the the number of people you run into at, at every show mm-hmm. you know, from far and wide it seems like bob what's your favorite part interacting with the customers because well prime example would be the last two three years um, at Milwaukee, there's been a bunch of guys that have been buying eight inch slicers and that has predominantly been a, it's not been a high seller. It's been a steady seller, but Milwaukee three years ago, it spiked and it keeps spiking up there. So we've got a bunch of people up there that are using them and it's like, all right, tell me what the secret is why are you guys using these so much? And the guy said, sure, I'll tell you. So he explained it to me. And I was shocked, of course, because they're coming to St. Clair and using a mulatto in St. Clair. And recent, well, within the last week, I've watched YouTube of um, 
Smith's Fishing Adventures, I think it's called. Fisher Smith and his dad have it. And they've been fishing on uh, his dad and um, Joe Junion and a couple other guys have been fishing Lake St. Clair. And on a couple of their still shots, lo and behold, there's an eight inch stubby slasher. So those guys are telling me the truth when they're saying they go to St. Clair and use them. So that's pretty cool finding out how different guys are using yeah. different lures. Yeah. I mean, another highlight for me, I think from this past show season, again, was a customer, inter customer interaction. Um, one of our good customers, it was at the Chicago show. Um, he'd sent us some pictures in the past of different things throughout the year. Well, this year at Chicago, he pulls out his phone. He's like, yeah, check out my personal best. He caught a 53 and a half on one of our baits. Didn't share it with us. I mean, he said in talking to him, too many guys that I fish with and from my area would know where I was at. So that's why I didn't share the picture. I mean, things like that are kind of frustrating, but it's pretty yeah. cool to hear of, you know, being a part of somebody catching their personal best and catching that giant fish like that. It's really cool and worthwhile to hear those stories and to hear the story of the, how it happened and everything was pretty cool. That's one of those things that I feel like, I don't know. People are always like guarded about stuff, but I, I feel like every bait maker, if you, you know, shared the picture with them and asked them not to, you know, share it with anyone else, no one's, well, no yeah. one's going to. We've sat on pictures before. Yeah. Somebody asked us, don't share this. We don't. Yeah. It's just such a reward to see those fish. Oh, yeah. You know, after you've, after how many hours turning lures and. Right. 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 Keeps you going and knowing, you know, guys are enjoying the product we make and it's worthwhile to see that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. If you buy bait from anyone at Muskie Max, you know, get their information. And if you catch one, send, send them as a oh, bait yeah. maker. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, that is so cool to get that, you know, there's, there really is, there's nothing better. Well, I want to jump back over to the eyes because you we talked about this a little bit before we started something that we wanted to highlight so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you got going on with the with the eye part of the baits okay um i think it was 20 2020 or it might have been somewhere between 2019 2021 um we purchased the realize from tom stinson so we've been using those on our own baits since then primarily we use a few other things as well but for the most part we use those um there's a few shops that carry them and this year we decided you know we should take some of these to shows so we do have the realize it shows um several different sizes uh different colors we have like that natural color that's kind of like a perch shape uh kind of a shad colored uh there's one that's a red and then we also have one that's a chromi which the chromi is pretty cool um just plain it's that chrome silver but you can do a lot of things with it as a builder um put a little secret out here um i use like a lot of the candy colors and you can spray over those and get like all sorts of different tinted colored eyes like one that i like to do uh, two i like to do actually um is like an orange eye. I'll put some of those on baits and then also kind of a green and that chrome shows through, through the paint. So it's kind of a chrome green, chrome orange 
eye. Very cool. Yeah, that's super cool. I uh, if I was still like tinkering around making baits, I'd definitely buy those because I used to buy some of that stuff. Like, it's hard to find. Like, you know, you go to Jan's Netcraft and find live eyes and stuff like that. But yeah, that's a that's pretty cool. Yeah, and like the one thing, like those Ryan that you mentioned, I don't know if you ever noticed this. Like the pupil, it's the same pupil no matter what. So yeah. one of the eyes is facing one way, the other's facing backwards. Whereas our real eyes. The pupils are like a match set so like they both it's like a mirror image so like you know if you put it on the bait it's going to be exactly the same on both sides versus one pupil facing forward or whichever way you want cross eyed the other fish. one opposite exactly yeah i got a lot of i got a lot of googly eyed galish ads behind me <laughs> i've run into that one <laughs> i got one in my garage yeah 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 i forgot Check about that out. Check out Fat AZ's uh, Facebook post he had up today with uh, him and uh, DK's collaboration for Sunday. Yeah, that'd be an example of them. Just as check well. that out and look at the eyes on those. Okay. Super cool. That is a great post. I was looking at it before we came on here. <laughs> I have enjoyed Baba. He had one that the uh, Happy Gilmore. Somebody learned how to paint. <laughs> <laughs> I I got I do have to say something from our last episode. Uh, for anybody that was listening when we were talking about bait makers not putting on hooks on baits, I'd like to retract my previous statement and just say, don't do that. Because now I, I've had probably 12 people reach out to me and say, you know, there's reasons for this, Ryan. <laughs> so... I think Ryan, uh, Ryan got yelled at. I got yelled at quite a bit, actually, <laughs> over the last few days. Really? For for telling people not to put hooks on? Well, it just, you know, it, there was a couple valid points, and I get it, and I understand, like, the testing process and the tuning process. and oh, yeah. You know, but my, my point is this. Like, in keeping in mind, I come from, like, that the baits I run, you guys know, the Leos, the Wileys, the Perch Baits, like, a lot of that stuff, like, I weigh all my baits. They're they're pretty spot on, even though they're wood. And I just assume that, you know, they're all the same hooks. So why waste the time to put them on at the show? But I was apparently wrong. And I'll I'll own that one. I'll own that one. So vendors, put your hooks on. <laughs> but but would vendors be, it would be difficult for us to yeah. uh, not have hooks on because we use seven different sizes. Yeah. And that's some, you know, that's one yeah. of the things we we mentioned. You know, every bait maker has reasons for doing things the way that they do them. You know, and and you know, I I, I guess you're right. We shouldn't we shouldn't have said like, hey, don't you know, don't don't put hooks on your baits because everyone's different. But I just thought it was a culture thing. But there's a lot more that goes into it than I was initially thinking. <laughs> and that's all right. Ryan, are you gonna are you gonna retract your statement about the? Uh shrink tube on the hooks for protectors that wasn't my Jake's, statement you mean jake that's my statement i <laughs> will was not Owens. retract that oh okay never mind. i stand by that mr yeah Lackovic. i stand by that one too i'd rather get a hook in my hand jake. that's a hill that's a hill i'm gonna die on. <laughs> I, I just i just wanted everybody to bring it up again sorry yeah yeah we're saying thanks jake. two different things used for that one is the window screen spline which um 
It was a little thicker and heavier. And usually by the time I get done with that on our bigger hooks, my thumb's sore. We also use one that's a, it's a lightweight tubing. Um, it's very pliable. I use it on the small hooks, which is great because it's it, great to put it on. And to get it off is actually not that difficult. You use a pair of split ring pliers and it'll just pop right off. Hmm. I had one today. I got a bait that was delivered to my house today. And the, uh, the uh -huh. person used packing peanuts. <laughs> I've seen so, that. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it was, it was not, it was not a bad idea, I guess. I have pieces of packing peanut all over my office right now because I couldn't get them off. I always like when they wrap the hooks in tape. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. please, anybody listening, don't do that. Like, come on. It's terrible. Donnie's inbox except, is about to be except, filled yeah, up. Except yell at, go, yeah, here we go. Fill, fill Donnie's inbox on at. why tape is the best way to, to put your there hooks on there. And there are reasons Donnie, for no. using tape. No, Did I'd you? rather use Jake's tubes. I probably shouldn't ask this, but Nick and Bob, have you guys had any like, uh, this might not be a good question. I don't want to get you guys in trouble, but. Have you had any like real like ridiculous things happen like with with the bait making thing like people, you know, asking for something crazy or saying something crazy or doing something crazy? Sending a bait back that's clearly been run like a million times and bashed off rocks and eaten and then people complain about it or something. <laughs> Can't say that we've had anything. Has I mean, the typical probably the most common thing which i'm sure this is something that a lot of bait makers get is the the social media request for hey i love your baits can i be pro staff and you like start looking at the guy and they're like random place that okay one you don't have muskies two you didn't even mention anything about our product just oh i love your baits and okay you didn't talk at all about why you like them um what you catch on them anything and that's a pretty common thing especially with the number of different baits you guys have <laughs> right could be anywhere see that whole... they love them all that's right that's oh. a crazy concept, celebrate your whole man. catalog yeah i mean owen do you ever have you ever had that happen we're where people contact you by like by DMS and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, you know, you can tell they misspell half the words and right. You know, yeah. it's like this. Yeah. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> Hard pass names yeah. in Cyrillic letters. I'll we tell you what, you would be perfect, perfect ambassador for our product. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be buy 12 hoodies and we'll give you one of these t-shirts free. <laughs> Welcome to Pro Staff. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sending one of those messages after this year if I don't catch a fish on a big hose row in this yeah. year. I'm gonna be okay, off. Please put me back on Pro Staff. Please. I feel attacked because I was typing that uh DM up to BNN right now as we speak, saying, Hey, I love your baits. I love your baits. I be, I'm <laughs> I'm rewording it right now. <laughs> Love base long time. I always found that odd. Like, 
I would get like almost like the uh, similar, but like opposite. Like anytime I post pictures of like our hunting dog, they'd be like, "Oh, you seem like a just random stuff, dog related yeah. stuff," and it's like, "You seem like a great fit with our brand." Spend five hundred dollars, <laughs> we'll give you ten ten percent off or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm okay. I didn't even realize this existed. Oh yeah, I had no idea. Oh yeah. I started a YouTube channel with the guy holding a crappie. I really love your baits. I can honestly tell you guys, I don't know that I've ever done that. I don't know that I've ever reached out to anyone that was like, hey, can I be pro staff? Like, to me, I, I don't know. Especially, I know we've talked about this before. Like, you know, even if. You know, I've made some friends that, you know, are bait makers and stuff. And occasionally they've given me a bait or, or you know, given me a deal. And, and I hate, like, honestly, like, I, I feel guilty doing it because then, it, I, number one, I don't think I'm a very good fisherman. And I feel obligated to try and, you know, get them a fish and, it, or, you know, get them fish pictures or whatever. Like, I would rather pay full price number one because most of these people are people that you know i've i know and i know that they're trying to make money they're running a business you know even owen you know owen always wants to try and hook us up and i'm like like i feel guilty because i suck at fishing and i never catch fish on his bucktails <laughs> that's what i mean <laughs> yeah that's great i mean that's a great that's a great perspective because that happens too you know like some somebody hands you baits and stuff i'm like man that's stressful and it's not it's not because you know it, it is just because of the reason you said is because we suck at fishing <laughs> right. like and when you suck at fishing and you don't fish on top of it it's even worse <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know that whole concept just blows my mind that you know you want you want a discount that badly that you just start dming people <laughs> hey bob <laughs> nick can i be on your pro staff <laughs> ryan you had something there i was just gonna say that i think i got introduced to you guys initially from one of your pro staffers from jeremy burris and okay. he's been on your guys's team for a long time yep. jeremy's been out here in washington he caught a giant 47 and a half inch tiger with me uh and he's the one who originally uh introduced your baits to me so i mean hey i i thank him for that and uh like i said seeing you guys grow over the years and he started with you guys quite a quite a while ago too yeah yeah he did dude yeah. i love his YouTube it's kind stuff. of funny because if i remember right i mean i mean we didn't you know know him but he actually reached out to us kind of the same way but he backed it up with, you know, I've been using prior to you guys purchasing talents, this specific model. I mean, he had pictures, you know, things to back up what he was saying. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is a legit, this is a legit guy. Yeah. And I mean, knowing several people that are friends with him, you know, they're like, oh yeah, he's a good guy. So, you know, things like that. It's it's an okay type of thing, you know, when somebody like that reaches out and, uh, you know, wanting to promote your stuff and 
that's familiar with it and actually fishes for the correct species. <laughs> that's a very important point. Yes. He's, he's doing his job if he got if he got Eli on board. I was gonna comment, I love his YouTube stuff. He's still yeah. doing it, right? I think it's mostly I haven't seen any new stuff, but I watched all of his like Helix videos like repeatedly. Yeah. Super he's cool. Got, his daughter is two years old, I think. I think she turned two years old right around the time of Chicago show. Yeah. And that'll slow you down. made the comment that that really slowed his fishing down. Yeah. So. I understand that completely. <laughs> My daughter turned two around the February show, and the last two years have been uh, a struggle to get out, that's for sure. That's a, that's a blessing and a curse, more so a blessing oh, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, 100%. But we're not talking about the other blessings. We're just talking about the effect <laughs> on fishing. At the moment. And there is definitely an effect. <laughs> Listen, kids have those little fingers. They're easy to get those coast lock snaps open. <laughs> I did have some entertainment. Larissa like took the like a fishing rod out to our pond. And we always just like put whatever minnows left over in there. And she was trying to like just catch anything, pumpkin seed or something. And our son just like grabbed it and like grabbed the fishing pole and then would not give it back to anyone who needed. He was just like running around with it, all fired up. Yep. That's uh you got him started early. He's oh, gonna yeah. be he's gonna be out there with you chasing Lakers and stuff and everything. <laughs> Hopefully. If not, you know. Drop them off at the fire station or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Wade. Shout out, Wade. Well, I don't know if this is a good time or not, but we definitely wanted to try to do something to talk about our targeted list for Muskie Max because this will be the last episode we put out before the show. So I don't know. Do you guys, is this a good time or did you guys have any other questions for, for Nick and Bob here? Um, I'm trying to think. No, you know, I think we've covered covered pretty much everything that I wanted to ask about. Uh, I don't know, Bob, Nick, is there anything about uh, you know anything you wanted to bring up before we move on to what what else to expect at Muskie Max? Uh, I think we've really covered all of the like new things we're bringing, um, different things we're doing for shows this year. I think we've covered really all the new stuff and key highlights yeah now do, when you guys go to shows do you do you go do much consumerism you know are you are you there to buy much i go in spurts i go in spurts uh the first few years owning the business um and my lure buying considerably cut back um past few years i've started to buy a little more again but not at all like what i used to do but. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would lead me into the question when you guys are out on the water fishing, you know, especially you guys, because you pretty much have a crankbait for just about every scenario. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, obviously, like Owen said, you got some spinner baits and that kind of stuff, too. Like, you know, how much do you fish with baits that aren't your own? 
and and you know what baits you know what do you what would you be after what will you run that isn't a bnn uh as far i mean i guess crankbait specific um one thing that i do occasionally run just due to something totally different than ours and the action and the way they run would be the supernatural baits whether it be a headlock or matlock um that would be the something that's different that i do run and is that, I guess, if it's not too much, you guys primarily target St. Clair, right? Um, as far as us fishing, yeah, I would say that over half of our fishing is probably on St. Clair, okay. at least the past, we'll say five to seven years over yeah. half. Because I mean, we're within, we're within a three hour drive of getting to St. Clair, so I mean, we could do that, or we're about two hours from our, well, there's a newer Ohio lake, but previous to that, we were about two hours from our closest Ohio lake. So if the weather was right, then we would go to St. Clair over one of our Ohio lakes. Yeah. Do you guys launch from the American side or? Typically, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one I keep, because I'm probably in that three, three and a half hour window and i keep eyeing it up but i always i, I scare myself talking to, thinking about it and yeah that's I a need to, need to just do it i yeah. think that's that's one of those lakes that that changes your perspective on the sport of musky fishing like it really does like if you haven't fished there like man that's one of those places you got to get to and see it and do it because it is it is just absolutely wild out there I mean, especially if you live in our area, because, you know, I mean, it's not close, but it's not far either for, for what it is. I mean, you know, it really is probably one of the best places in the country to go musky fishing. And, and you could be there in five and a half hours if you live in Pittsburgh, you know, like that's you can do that in a, in a weekend. Um, it's it's a, I tell myself every year myself, you know, that I'm going to take more advantage of it than I do but uh I want to get out there more this year I'm hoping to do a trip or two so here we go I, burning Bob and Nick's water I know. I know. Hey, there's, there's a lot of water <laughs> there yeah St. Clair's pretty safe yeah. it's yeah. prohibitive we're not for... the first ones to burn it anyhow no. yeah. it's not <laughs> an easy it's not an easy body of water to get on I mean no feasibly it is but there's so many other factors with the wind, wind and waves, and right. But uh, sorry, I got us off topic. What? No, uh, how about well, how other big, baits? How big of a boat do you guys run? I mean, is it a, a big St. Clair type boat, or what? You know, what are you guys rocking? Um, I've got a 21 foot boat, so oh, then. I picked it up two years ago. So that's a big one. Pretty pretty comfortable out there. I mean, unless it's you know really. Got some good rollers with some good wind. If you're I mean, not we comfortable, watch the wind and be smart about everything. But yeah, but definitely when I bought that, that allowed us to get out there more than what we used to be able to do, which was the goal when I bought it. And like, oh, we're able to take advantage of some days that would be borderline with Dad's old boat. That now it's like I have no issues going out in that. What is it? A twenty-one foot? What? What? what uh, it's a Ranger six twenty-one. Okay. Found nice. a similar deal on a used one, and 
that wasn't really looking at the time, but it was, I can't pass this up. Couldn't pass it up. That's you beautiful. Awesome. You got me. That's what I say about every lore I buy. <laughs> Spook spoke to me. I can't pass this up. I'm going to refer, my back, wife I'm gonna refer back to this podcast whenever I want to pick up a, a Ranger 621. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to say, Mary, you should just go. Back. Listen, it was a great idea for Nick. Yeah, it really worked out great in his favor. Yep. Couldn't yeah. afford not to. I will, the deal. We're practically saving us money. I will say that. that I want being, that on a shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> being in a boat like that out on St. Clair makes you feel so much safer because like Absolutely. i mean i didn't is- feel safe when i was out on my boat i'll say that <laughs> i did saying- it but i didn't feel safe that's why i yes. haven't been back just <laughs> the difference in the ride is day and night difference because well this is a fiberglass mine was an old 18 foot starcraft and it course aluminum so it would bob around like a cork on top of the water whereas his sets so it makes it a lot nicer yeah there's something to be said about being comfortable and safe out there and that's just like one of those things because i i can't tell you guys i've only done two trips with leo now but both trips we had massive amounts of wind and that last we had a couple of days out there where we're coming in and he's like just ripping through waves laughing and I'm back there like just praying we get back. I'm like looking out. I'm like, oh holy crap, this is I'm a far away from Lake Arthur right now. You know, like this is not <laughs> what I'm used to. But See, if you're a- gonna be making trips to St. Clair on a regular on a regular basis, like Leo does and like you guys do, having a boat like that would be a difference maker. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. if you're not making trips like that, a boat like that would be totally overkill for what I'm I get to do, you know, locally. So sure. it's it yeah. really is kind of about what you what you what you what you can do with the bodies of water. But man, for that for St. Clair, you got you you have to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, that played wait, a big role in in deciding to pull the trigger on it, which is the where we fish. I mean, if we were primarily just strictly staying in Ohio or you know, inland bodies of water, whether Indiana, Pennsylvania, I don't know if I would have done it, but with how much we go up there, I'm like, I, I, I need to do it. Just like Brian said, you just, you're so much safer. You feel so much safer. The ride is so much better on that big water. I mean, it, it was a good decision and I don't regret it at all to this point. So. I don't know how, how you trips- guys are all fishing. I never feel safe or comfortable ever. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a ranger. It must be nice. <laughs> A ranger, a ranger, nothing, nothing a ranger 621 wouldn't solve. In in teacher's pet, we like to live on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, that'll probably be who knows how many more years of teaching before I retired now due to that. But, you know. What's Wait, are you, a, are you a teacher? Yes, I am. That's right. Uh, you're the you're, you're a track coach, right? Or something. Yeah, that you're, also, you're, which that brings yeah. up an issue with the max this weekend. I'm actually not going to be there until Sunday. Because I have, uh, I had a couple kids qualify for the indoor state meet in Ohio, so I will be with them. I think that happened last year too, didn't it? Last year though, it was on Friday, so I just missed Sunday and was there for the whole show. But this year, I guess they alternate days, which I did not realize this until about a month ago. They alternate days of the different divisions on which day they compete, 
and the division that my kids are in this year is on Saturday instead of Friday. So huh. I'll probably roll into PA about seven, seven thirty Saturday evening and we'll miss Saturday. So I'm kind of dis I'm really disappointed about that. But I'm torn, you know, where to be, but I'm probably going in the right direction. So who's gonna be manning the booth with you, Bob? Uh, a couple of our friends. All so, right. But that goes back to the question you guys had about setup too. I mean, Nick says, you know, four hours or so. He has actually helped me set up Chicago. Well, Chicago and New York this year, but there have been years that he gets to the show after everything's set up. It's like, wow, that looks nice. So he has no idea. <laughs> How long did it take you? Huh? Oh, about- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ohio is right? typically one that's that way because we're like, you know, I the day he sets up, I'm 45 minutes from there with my job and well, he goes, sets up on Thursday. So I don't take the day off. That's what I was going to say. Thursday, <laughs> late Thursday, yeah. I get off work and he's mostly done. It's like, Cause it opens on good. Friday. Yeah. It starts, yeah. It starts on Friday. Yeah. So yeah, that would be a little tricky. That's yeah. legit. That's like the best way to do it. Send yeah, dad I mean, in there I'm, to set know, up. I'm, I'm, and I'm pulling the same one next week. I'm going to fly into Minnesota on late Thursday night. <laughs> so, yeah. Nick, my my dad calls me a blister too. <laughs> Show up when the work's done. <laughs> oh yeah. I noticed you're wearing your hat the right way. I've been keeping an eye out. Reporting yeah, back I, to Big Dave. Funny Listen, story. I, I thought about that because I, I was like, you know what? Someone's going to take a picture and set, show my dad this weekend, and we're we're already having boat troubles. I don't want to make it any worse. <laughs> I just start showing up with a backwards hat. He's really going to bail on you. I'm going to disown you. I just sent Nate a text this week. It was a snip from our interview we did with Rich and the Finns booth in New York, and both of us had our hats backwards. I said, send this to your dad and say backward hats for life <laughs> yeah and he, he'd be like ryan's okay with it but i don't know about you <laughs> i love I mean, it i love it so I, you I'm... have a successful youtube channel you wear that hat forward young man <laughs> <laughs> i've had people say that to me i've literally had people say that exact thing to me and i'm like i'm not flipping the hat back around right now this is my weekend time and if I want to wear sweatpants and I want to wear my hat backwards, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. We got to I want to I want to go. What what else do we have here? Because you want to get actually, back on the rails. I want to get back on that question. But I also kind of want to ask Nick and Bob, like how they did with their trips this year or last year, too. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to ask how often they get like how many trips do you guys get to do? Um, and being a teacher, does it, does that kind of open you up a little bit to be able to fish? more during the summer and how, how are you guys doing fishing? Um, it theoretically does open me up to be able to fish more in the summer. However, if we have a lot of orders, that kind of cuts into fishing. Um, and then also we'll try to get a little bit ahead for like show season in the summer as well. If we don't have a lot of orders. So I would say, If we can, we try to get out at least like somewhere like a day a week. I mean, if we're going to St. Clair, though, we're going to still, even though it's three hours, we try to get two days roughly. Um, 
did we get up there? We didn't get up there as much as we would have liked last year. Three, yeah, three times, I think. In which one of those times we were fishing a, we fished a tournament with one of our good friend, captain friends up there too. So, I mean, we didn't take, take my boat in that. I mean, we were fishing a, out of a big, one of the big trolling boats up there. I mean, that was a really good time spending the weekend doing that. Is that kind of like almost like like a saltwater type boat, like a, a a bigger trolling boat? Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That was, he owns like a thirty-one foot boat. So what's your uh, what what what's the biggest muskies you guys boated last year? Um, my biggest was a fifty out of Saint Clair. Nice, Bob. I'm thinking. Yours has mm -hmm. to be bigger. No. <laughs> no. For, for once. For Last once. Year I big was. For once. <laughs> Usually, um, I... The guy that we go out with teases me and calls me Big Fish Bob because I usually get one <laughs> in a 50 range every time we go out. But I've been on a dry spell for the last year or two. Huh. So, must be tough. Swinky's been on a dry spell. Swinky's been on a dry spell for about four years now. <laughs> we all Donnie, have. Donnie Deep Depression Swing. <laughs> Donnie I, Deep Diver. I think my biggest, my biggest last year was right around 47. Yeah, that's still big fish. Nothing man. to shake yeah. a stick at. No. Yeah, that's awesome. I've I uh I've only seen one fifty on St. Clair in two well three trips. And that was uh that was an impressive thing. <laughs> I can't I just can't break the forty six mark ever. I'm stuck at forty six. They're all forty six. That's the way I was for oh my newer years. years going up there. I was just stuck around that forty six to forty seven and could not break it. And then I believe it was two two years ago, I think, finally hit a 50 and a half. It's a beautiful yes. thing. Yeah. Just waiting for it to happen for Swinky and I. Muskies giveth. Muskies giveth in 2024. I will say this is the year of Swink. We've we've uh we've all put our good mojo on Donnie, and he's gonna have this is his year. He's gonna have a giant fish this year and lots of subs to bump too, but at least one giant fish this year. That banana I hit in his boat's going to become real lucky. Yeah, you, oh, might wanna, Jesus Christ. you might want to, you might want to get real deep over here. We need to get back on track. <laughs> get so your should we move on to Should we move on to musky max and what we want? <laughs> yeah. What yeah what's we on the target that. list. Yeah. Let's do that. Who wants to, uh, who wants to start? Ooh. Was there anything else on Bob and Nick's list there? I know he was no, he started talking about yeah. doing a little shop in there. Um, Is there anything else that you guys were looking for? Um, I mean, like yet? I said, I mentioned that I'll occasionally run some supernatural stuff. Um, stuff has a couple colors that I wouldn't mind picking up if he has at the show. Um, so possibly a 10-inch matlock. Um, and then I probably will see what the red October guys have for tubes. I picked some up at Ohio, but you know, that's always a bait that I started using it actually a little bit last summer and 
seems they're very effective, very versatile. So I'd like to have, you know, possibly pick up a few more. Soft plastics mainly for me too. Plastics. Do you guys see the deal Supernatural's running at the max? No. Well, he's doing a um I just saw he just posted it a couple hours ago. Uh order a custom made bait for the price of a standard and they'll ship it free. Mm. Yeah. Pretty good deal. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. So you can get your lip lock. Yeah. Yeah. That's there a cool bait. Very cool bait. Yeah. Well, let, let's, uh, you guys have any other baits? Nick, Bob? I think that's it, really. Yeah. As far as baits, I think that's probably it. You guys yeah. have terminal tackle, too. We'll usually go through yeah. that. Yeah. Usually yeah. stock up when we see John. So, I mean, it's one of those things too. Like, you know, you have a plan, and if you see something that you weren't expecting to see and it catches your eye, but going into it, I think that's kind of primarily what I would be looking for. Cool. You guys ever mess around with trolling bucktails on St. Clair? All the time. Uh huh. Yeah. My, well, they work. My first 50 was on a bucktail. Okay. And nice. They always put like weight on them. Typically. Yeah. That's something I need to tinker with more. Experiment. Get into the mad science. Yeah. Heard a few ideas in Milwaukee that I'm definitely going to try this year. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a good point real quick. Like we always talk about shows for people like that haven't been to a show or want to go to a show. Like, there's a lot you can learn at these shows, but it's even funny to me to hear like even the vendors pick stuff up. You know what I mean? Like you guys are talking to other guys and trying different things like that with the weight. That's super cool. Who wants to go next on the, uh, what's on your, what's going to be in your bag? Nate, Bud and Gary. You're in your bag. I've been on uh, list there, Nate. I've uh I've been working my muskynomics, um, figuring it out, sold a bunch of stuff, and I am going to be getting some leaders. I'm gonna hit Hold up tro- a kidney trophy time. Yeah, I'm one less kidney down. <laughs> um, I got my my package from Greg from Extreme. I got a bunch of stuff that I I think I talked about before, but I'm gonna get it and pay for it now. Um. I'm getting a tattoo. Oh, <laughs> what time's your appointment? I'm not talking about it. Face that. Yeah, whoever decided to put it right in the friggin' entrance, and then now I can't hide. No, like, we're <laughs> staring right at you the whole time. That's what's funny about it is if you look at your drawers, Nathan. It's not funny. Um, I'm gonna get. A, I want a Todd Young Raptor. I I was looking at Owens, and I I just felt really inspired, so I'm gonna Sorry. do that. Um, nothing against Andy, but I have an AZ Raptor. I want a Todd Young Raptor. Um, I'm gonna get the. I got. I want to get a ripping shad from you guys and a and a tuning tool there too. I'm, I'm getting. I want to get a bunch of spring baits. I feel like I'm good with my other stuff, so I'm, I'm trying to get some smaller things. So I want to check out a couple ripping shads, and I think that's it. I might. I 
somebody last year had like really good deals on trolling rods. If there's a trolling rod or a net deal, I I'm I could be in play. I don't know. I'm just about making bad decisions. I'm feeling reckless. That's what that crashes was, always. That was, yeah, I would say yeah, crashes. Bad. But chaos is going to be there too. And chaos had the hundred dollar trolling rods at at the New York, New York show. Okay. So yeah, you, you you really can't can't go wrong with that. So yeah. no, that's on I, my I list. I picked too. up two of them, and I got to say, I, mean, I haven't actually got to fish with them yet, but uh, I really like the feel of them. I got them, got them all put together. Threw some reels on them. I'm pretty excited to use those. I think Greg from Extreme was going to have uh, a few nets possibly as well. Yeah, yeah I saw those yeah. nets, and I was thinking about I I don't I haven't like looked into that brand, but it looks like I mean made in the USA. It looks like a, a big big hoop. So I, I don't know. I, I was interested in maybe getting one of those too. If I think it was like eighty five bucks. I mean, yeah, some of these nets are like two hundred and fifty bucks, three hundred bucks for a friggin' net with the collapsible handle too, saves you on storage. We've actually got one. It's not that that specific model. model. Um, it's the same hoop, same net material, different handle. The handle on the one we've got is obscenely short. Yes. Okay. Um, but I think the ones that he has now, though, that Greg has now, those nets are okay lengthwise. The length so they look like four footer or something like that. Yeah, I, some I think he showed it to us. So, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, they'll be fine, and it's a good bag on it. That's what I have a RS net right now. That's I don't know if you have it put together, then it's kind of a hassle with the the uh, I don't know what you call it, handles always tripping over it or whatever. And I don't know. I just probably need to be better organized, but. <laughs> I think I'll nets are so things. hard. It, it, someone's got to be able to come up with a better net. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like there's got to be a better, better solution. Like, you know, the fray bill folding net that I have, I like that folding aspect, but it's just, I don't know that it's just not a, the bag on that thing is horrible. I don't horrible. know, man. I, I stand by my drifter. Swinky has the same net. I love that net. It, I put it over the trolling motor and it stays out of the way. I, I don't really have many problems with it. Yeah, I'm That's... a pretty big fan of the drifter. And I mean, now that I, especially if I'm trolling, if I have the, the top up, I got that little net oh, pouch on slider, top of yeah. my top. It's, it's beautiful. You don't yeah, even know. Is. Yeah. You don't even know the net's there. I, uh, I, I have a, medium size of the clam net that i really like but i want to i saw the big big one like not the ultra big one but the like colossus one at a at a place in iowa and it was very well priced i don't think anybody was buying it so i'm gonna be out there in april maybe i'll get one there i don't know daddy why do i have to wear this net on the ride home (laughs) just shut up back there will (laughs) you There, my kids aren't coming to Iowa when I go. Just Net Boy, oh. so he's he's. I'm going to take him out there to test it out. Perfect. See how it looks in his hands. Just want to take some pictures. <laughs> oh, right. I give you credit for using the collapsible net. I I can't stand that thing when you when you actually hook up. It's always a cluster. Oh, I know. Nate oh, and I found out a, the hard way. 
you have to have yeah. it already set up anyway. So it really yeah, right. only saves you space. Yeah. I learned that like the first time I, cause that was the first musking that I had until the, the bag ripped to shreds and I got rid of it. But uh, yeah, the, if you have it not to, like actually all folded up and like sitting in the bottom of your boat, you ain't landing that fish, but not on my boat anyway. We don't have that we, much time. There's, there's oh, no chance in hell. Oh, and oh I got God. that buzzer beater in, so it's not, we, it was real close. You gotta have it, yeah. You gotta have that thing out and and laying ready to rock anyway. So it's taking up just as much space as anything else. Owen's video on that was like 18 minutes, and it was like 17 and a half minutes of Nate trying to open the net. <laughs> Listen, we we and even me talk- and me breathing heavily. We, pra- <laughs> we practiced it. Come uh, on, come on, come on. That yeah, is I mean, one thing. Um, Minnesota. When we go to the Minnesota show, Net Buddy, I I assume you guys have seen those. Um, yeah, we got one. Okay, they're coming out with a net now. Yeah, um, I saw that a couple of days ago. Got, it just uh, released that this week. Deal on the. Yoke of the net. So hopefully okay. that may they be will something some I'm coming there. home from from Minnesota. Possibly. So that's something we definitely want to look at when we do that show. It's super they not like any of the other the max, shows. Are they? No. Okay. And they weren't at Chicago or Milwaukee? Probably. No. No. I think TRO had some of their their um the ones that go on their nets, but I, the company itself wasn't there. Cool. Who wants to go next here? Swinky, you, you're looking spry. I feel like you got a, you got a list. I always have a list. I used to like to freelance it and just buy whatever comes up, but, um, well, yeah, I guess, uh, I would say probably top of my list is uh, I definitely have a few baits from the Wiley booth that I want to pick up. Um, so that's that's top of the list. I got a few I need to replace. A couple that are pretty uh, pretty worn down from from usage, etc. Uh, so I want to hit up Dale. That'll probably be my first stop. Um, I want to hit up Bob and Nick's booth as well. And, uh, I really want to take a look and I'm getting a little nervous because it sounded like he wasn't big bringing a big arsenal, but I was really wanting to get in on some of his slashers this year. Um, kind of same thing as the Wiley. Uh, I just feel like I, some of the places I've been fishing, those, uh, have similar applications and, and, uh, the BNN slasher there might be a little bit different look than what everybody else is using. So that's another, another stop for sure. And then, uh, obviously our buddy, Jake, Jake Laktovic, he's on the list for a couple. I'll probably get a, another, uh, shad and maybe a jumbo shad and thinking maybe the, uh, the Turner's, Turner's pattern, at least one of them. Turner's T. Looking forward to that. Get my um, elbows out for that one. Oh boy, be biting Nick. I'll I'll sell you guys the original one. 
What you don't know is I'm already sliding into Jake's DMs right now saying, <laughs> love your Turner's tea. Can I be on your pro staff? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, Wiley's, uh, I picked up, you know, we talked about it already. I'd picked up some of the other bait makers in New York that, uh, you know, so uh, there's some, some of my typical staples that I usually hit. I've already, you know, got some baits from them in New York, and I'm pretty good. I would say those guys, uh, Greg, over at Extreme, I got to stop in and see Greg. Uh, and I got some minis off him last year, but I don't have any of his, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say bigger baits, bigger than, you know, what's what's his next one, like the Erratic Shad or whatever, I think. Yeah. The, the, I think the that's the biggest. Model. Yeah. That's the bigger <laughs> one? What's his, like? You know, like whatever, like five inch ish crankbait. That's that's the that, erratic shad. That's the erratic shad, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I, I was, I've been scoping out some of those on his site. I'd like to get a couple of those to try. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, um, obviously, uh, Steve, Steve Gold, I got to get, uh, get some leaders, get my leaders for the season. I always stop in and see Steve and catch up with him, see how the tarpon fishing going is going down there in Florida. And uh, Steve's just a good guy to talk to. And, uh, yeah, in my opinion, he makes the best leaders around. Um, and then if, if, if I can, I, I wouldn't mind uh, getting over there to see the, the, what is it? The, the boys from down in Virginia, the Shenandoah Alliance is that isn't that what their boost called Andrew and yeah yeah Andrew Shenandoah yeah. Muskie Alliance yeah <clears throat> I got like uh, not at the Muskie Max but right after the Muskie Max last year I mean you guys know I throw a lot of uh, Mark King's glide baits uh, and I like Mark King's baits for sure but I picked up uh, off of Andrew I was spray bomb one of his deep deep model uh glides I, I i think the eight inch deep and uh i didn't catch anything on it last year but i was casting it and it, i i do really love how it comes in a little bit deeper uh i think that it, you know it's good for some of the river fishing i do and i'd like to maybe get another one of those if he isn't sold out in like five minutes uh might not be a realistic goal to get one of those off andrew but um, I'm going to try and get over there and see the see him too, and get one of those at least. I'd say that that's it, just that, and just then that. you know, just just that. You, <laughs> how many ATMs are you going to violate? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's the stuff that I'm over. Yeah, that's not counting the 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 ADD stuff as I walk to those booths that I'll buy on the way. You know, so that's Ooh, all shame. I have to say about the war in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all all right let's see want to jump over to mr feasler what's on your list for max uh not too much i've been after we talked with greg and uh chase there i, I think i want to get a dying dog try that out this year maybe put some of brady's uh weights on them and then Another thing, I need to get a couple more Raptors. So I 
give them away or lose them. And Lakovic beat Donnie up for for Turner Spurge Lakovic. Already pro staffed. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> just, the, just, Sorry. just sealed the deal with him. Gonna have to go Captain Insano on you. <laughs> what else you got on your list? Uh, I'm trying to think. Probably I think I might get another Baker. See what his selection is. But that's probably it. But I, I'll probably look it around for little glad baits for the uh, the spring pike bite. There you go. There you go. That, all yeah. right. Keep it keep it a low key. I mean, I only made it out like five times all last year, so can't really justify. It's a good point. Yeah. You're support, supporting the local economy. I am. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> what what is uh what is what is Owen picking up for Eli from Musky Max? <laughs> He's shaking his head. He's like, nope, I'm good. No, I'm done. Nothing. All good? right, now, uh, what do well, you? My, what do you Lynn got? must be sitting in the background somewhere. <laughs> She's yeah, holding no, it. Not right now. <laughs> Can't see her. There's like a sharp object. Being on the eighth bay. Uh, mine. I mainly. I want a. I want a net. I need a net. Um, I'm in the market for trolling rods. Uh, I want to get the Raptor and DK Sunday special, uh, but I have a feeling that that's going to go pretty quick. So, you know, and as a vendor, I am not going to be able to be in line for that. So, you know, chances of me getting those are pretty slim, I would say. Uh, other than that, I really don't have my eye on a lot. You know, I've I'm going to walk around. I'm sure I'm going to buy stuff all over the place but i don't have anything other than that that i'm really like keyed in on but oh i i need i need um fat az raptors uh, and uh, i mean um risers and slants and down east i i I gotta i gotta get the tracker all set up for trolling i'm also releasing that new rod holder they have too yeah this like secret Super se- double secret probation one. I I think it's just for they're just revealing it, right? They're not going to have it for sale yet. I don't think, right? I don't know. Is this similar to the Project X thing, or I, I think it's just a beefier actual rod holder versus the salties. Okay, right? from what I saw. Yeah, I, I well, agree with they, that. But I they, didn't he start machining? His own clamshells for a while. Yeah, and that would he get makes rid of the, the down. top part. Okay, but the down, Just but the, the insert, but the bottom is still the yeah. salties. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, man, that's about it for me. I'm I'm gonna be spending money, but it's hopefully it's gonna be on more on the 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 big stuff. That's not a bad thing. You know, getting yourself set up. That's what I went through last year. Was you know, gotta yeah, get in that. You just gotta, yeah. you gotta put a break, put the brakes on buying baits, and you know, put the money into the boat. That's what I, that's what I got to do this year, because I still got to get the kicker put on it and everything. So, I gotta, I got money to put into the boat still. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing. 
I was talking to to Mr. Rob Plocky before this. We were talking about budgets and talking Lucky about Rob. show show lists and everything else. And man, it I will say like year to year, I feel like every it's different. You know, for me, it's it's different year to year. It's like you're it's all based on budget, what you want to do. You know, some years I'm like, I'm going to go casting more. I want to focus on casting baits. Other years is trolling baits. And then it's like, then I get a year where I'm like, I don't have any big baits. Like a lot, a lot of it, like what Nate was saying about focusing on springtime baits this, this year. I just feel like over the last five, six years, that's like every year has been completely different for me. And I think, um, you know, once you kind of get comfortable with your program and you have everything you need to be able to fish, like, it kind of puts you in a weird place. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I'm in a real weird place this year for Max. And part of it is like I don't want to spend the amount of money that I've spent at these shows be- you know before. I want to be like reserved to the point where I know I don't really need a whole lot, but you know, I think, you know, I, like I really want to, you know, Nick Bob, like I want to get into your booth. Like I haven't really run any of your stuff yet. I'd like to give you know, something to crack, take a look at some of your baits. I know um, my buddy Dan runs like the, uh, the fat shads and he loves those things. That would be probably a good style of bait for me that would kind of fit in with how I'm fishing. Uh, but my list this year is like really, it's all over the place and it's, it's not real heavy. You know, I've, I've like, I've added stuff, I've throttled back, I've added stuff, I've throttled back. And it's like, it's a real weird eclectic thing right now. <laughs> But I will tell you guys, the one thing I know for sure that I need to buy is more leaders and probably some terminal tackle. Um, You guys talked about Steve. Uh, I've bought Steve's leaders for a number of years, but I kind of want to check out the stealth stuff because I got that kit from John. I think it was last year. I think we talked about that with the split rings and the snaps and stuff like that. I I almost kind of need more of that sort of thing. And, and looking at terminal tackle. And the other thing I kind of want to get is a new set of split ring pliers. Nick, Bob, do you guys know if I'm assuming John carries all that stuff, right? Like he has all the, the tools and stuff too in the booth. Yeah, he usually does. Split ring pliers he has are the absolute best that I have ever used. That's what I'm, I'm after. Cause I, I, I get that $15 set at Walmart, whatever shark, and it's they're okay, but I, Zach Baker was showing me like the real. It's like a small, thin, yeah, those. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. These are, are the Zeron ones. Yeah, the Zeron. Those are the best. Yeah, that's absolutely. that's what I'm after. I want to get absolutely a pair of those. Enough. I want to get a pair of those, and I I was I was able to get my netbacks off of off of John a couple of Ohio not not this year last year at the Ohio show. So I was kind of, I want to look at some of that stuff. I want to look at some tools that I, I, I don't have, um, potentially pick up another tuner, the bigger ones you guys are having at your booth and just kind of focus on some of that at, at first and then kind of see where, where I'm at. Uh, I have, I mean, I've got baits on here. I don't know that I want to mention any of these right now. Cause I don't know that I'm going to end up really. No, no, you got to mention them. You made us all go through our list. Yeah. Well, I was just curious about. It. I don't count. I don't yeah, count. You, what do you mean you don't count? I got. You're I got the, some. You're the guy. All right. All right. You're all the right, one right. everyone came to see. I got. I got one. I got pretty much like one of each thing here. 
I got like one lot. I got one Wiley on my list, which is an eight inch King. I got, I have a bait from Mark King and I'm not sure which route I want to go yet. He said he might have some of those like bigger Twitch baits he was doing. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm about, interested in, in, the, in his bigger Twitch if he's got them. Cause I did get one of those and I kind of like the idea of that thing. Cause especially for nip throwing a little bigger profile. I like how that thing fishes. Um, Got to give a shout out to, to Brady. I, I think I need, it's time for me to pick up some of the smaller bam bams. I got like one Leo on there. I got like one Raptor on there. And that's that's about it, you know. It just depends on what what I'm feeling, and I think you know if you look at this list, there's more casting baits on here than anything, which kind of weird for me, you know. <laughs> like, and that's why I think I might be struggling with this a little bit because I, I know I'm going to do a little bit more casting this year. And uh, you know, talking about trips, like we're doing nip. Um, we got Hunks weekend coming up, which you guys know I'm probably gonna troll. But we go to St. Clair. I don't. I don't even think I'll take a single trolling bait with me, you know, because that's a that's a that's a party. That's a Leah yeah, party special. Right. Right. So I don't know casting baits and let's kind of see see what happens here. But you never know. Might be something else. One, two, three things out there that. I don't, I don't normally like doing the swinky move, like in the Owen move where you just kind of walk in and let the wind blow you. I got to have like a set plan or I, I get, real, I get anxious, dude. I get stressed out. I'm like, if I just saw like, if I don't have a list, I'm like, and I'm like that with everything in life. Just got to let it happen. Sometimes that, you like, just don't feel it. Like, so, it, it, like you can't, like, you just don't, you know, you feel it on something. You don't feel it on other things. You just got to let it, like let, the, let it flow. It's going to be organic. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. Like, I mean, that's like the fun of it. That's the difference that you get from this show that, you know, it's not ordering it online where, you know, like it's it's coming to your house after the fact and, and you got to know what you already want. Like, you just go in there and, and, and walk into Bob and Nick's booth and, and and yeah, let the wind take you like, oh, you know. Ryan, this, dude, is, this is the one that caught me. It's got to catch a fish. Like you got to get your hands on it. You got to see what what's out there. Gotta get dirty, the, Ryan. I, the, yeah, I do some of my best work when I'm scared and panicked. That's how I became a father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand the stress part of it. Like we talked about this in the in the New York uh, when we were talking about you know prepping for New York, but. It's not like you're going to leave there with a bad bait or something that doesn't catch fish. Like they all work. They all have, they all have their, uh, you know, uses and you get to talk to the bait makers, see what they're, well, how they're using it, what they're doing. Most likely they're catching fish on it or they're not making this lure and trying to sell it. So, you know, then it's on us to go and try and replicate that. Like that's, that's the fun of it to me. I don't know. You know, there is one thing that's been really burning in my mind about this show though. And it's because I've never through all the videos I've done, I've never been able to do this, even though I say I'm going to do it every time. And I think, you know, me making a list and like, just kind of being like nonchalant about it, like, eh, I don't know, maybe this, maybe that. I really want to spend the majority of my time working on putting out a good video at max this year. 
And I want to do one that's self-contained in the show because undoubtedly, like I took more footage in New York than I have ever taken at a show. I mean, I had close to four hours of video, not including pictures and I couldn't use all of it. You know what I mean? Like, and for Max, like I said it in New York, like I want to really just kind of focus on doing all of my talking points, like at the show and, and do everything there and do it more of like a live thing from the show versus me sitting at my desk here in my office. Cause like every single time at how I say I'm going to do it and I just never do it and I just never have enough time to do it. So I think my mind for this year, I'm so bent on just getting in there, getting things set up and just running wild with my cameras. I, I really want to put out like a good recap of the show this year. And it's almost like taken away from like me buying baits. Like it, it feels different for some reason. So when I say I'm getting stressed, if I don't have a list, like not really stressed this year about it years past. Yes. But I think it's more of like a, I'm, I'm like a focused I'm like hitting the smelling salts, you know, getting ready to walk in there on Friday and just focus on what I can do to put out a good video this year. So it's a different vibe for me. That's all. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking in terms of limited time because I'm trying to make a, a YouTube video and <laughs> promote the show at the same time. So I guess that's completely different. Uh, aspect to it obviously you know i'm just thinking in terms of i'm walking around the musky max hanging out at owen's booth and take a lap every hour and, and blow a couple hundred bucks smack the atm and then do it again <laughs> that's the way to do it that's a, that's a life well lived that. right there it is that is the way to do it and that's that's part of having fun and and i don't what i don't want to do is lose sight of that because that's what the show is for you know that's why we go it's all the reasons like nick bob like you guys talked about you know we asked about what your favorite thing is you know it's that this is our chance to see guys we haven't seen hear stories tell stories hang out drink beers like i don't want to lose sight of that and i did get to do a lot of that in new york but I'm just feeling it this year. I'm feeling like I really want to just focus on the video aspect, which also does help me control my budget. <laughs> so I don't know. That's what I have. I got a couple things on the list. I got, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this show. Like it, so am I. people don't, you know, people don't get it. Like it's easy just to kind of show up, do your thing, leave in two hours. But this is one of those things where, I'm like genuinely excited about hanging out all weekend and just being a part of it because we only get this once a year, you know, and it's like Max is our home show. Like New York was man, New York raised the bar for me just from the hang level, like just being able to hang out and enjoy it. But Max is our show. This is like, this is it. You know, this is our kickoff to the season. We yeah. leave that building on Sunday. knowing it's time. It's go time. So so, yeah, I want to, and so thank you to Bob and Nick for coming on tonight and get, you know, giving us a little spotlight on their, on their stuff, because I mean it when I say that, you know, the BNN booth is one of my favorites to walk around in. And I, I highly encourage people to spend some time in the booth, talk to Bob and Nick, you'll learn a lot um, and spend some money. I know I will. Thanks for thanks for having us. I mean, we enjoyed coming on tonight. 
uh, sharing a little bit of our plans for the max, you know, whether it be baits we're bringing or things we're looking to purchase ourselves. Yeah. We had a good time tonight. Yep. Yeah. Thank good. you guys good for luck. coming on. And good luck uh, to your, to your students, to your team uh, at yeah. the, at the track meet. Yep. Thank you. I'll show you my triple jump moves on Sunday. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. He's also going to show you his new musky hunks tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, boys. I'll see everybody this weekend. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.